Michael Duke show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Baby, Firearms Friday. TGIFF, the final Firearms Friday of the year. It doesn't get much better than that. It doesn't. I mean, I'm just, it's, wow, it's here already. Are you ready already? When? Now. Where? Here. Who? Me. They're playing who's on first in the chat room right now, and I'm just I'm trying to trying to solve all those problems for you right now. Good morning, and welcome to the program. It is the Michael Luke Show, and uh, we are ready to go for today. It is going to be a fun show, I can tell you, already for nothing. It's going to be a good show today. And I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope that you are as well. Uh, First things first. Uh, Let me let me line up. Let me let me do some housekeeping. All right, let me do some just clean the shovel out the stuff, and get you squared away on a few things. First things first. The five days of Christmas, courtesy of our friends over there at Satellite West. Courtesy of your local radio station, no matter where you're listening. And, of course, courtesy of me, because it's my show. And uh, this is the uh, this is the chance. The Five Days of Christmas is where you get a chance to win a, a beautiful, uh, brand new, ain't nobody owned it but you, brand new bivy stick. What is the bivy stick, you say? The bivy stick is a little satellite communication device that will turn your phone into a satellite communicator, your cell phone. You just you just tether it right up, and it keeps you in track. And uh, if for nothing else, maybe you're not outdoorsy, but maybe you like to drive or travel, having the bivy stick is good because not only has it got a little red button at the bottom that you can flip the cover up and uh, you flip the cover up and push it to tell people that you love when you pre-program it, I'm falling and I can't get up, come help me. Uh, it also, of course, allows you to send text messages. It allows you to send emails. It's got, uh, <clears throat> it's got uh, uh, you know, mapping features and things like that. If you've got a group of you who all get bivy sticks and you go hunting or fishing or snow machining or hiking or biking or trekking, hang gliding, parasailing, spelunking, then uh, then you can uh, you could tell where all your friends are. If you've got all got your bivy sticks and you're running group track, it allows you to see, oh, Johnny's just over the next hill or, or uh, you know, Sally's in the next valley there. She's hunting the bull over there in the next valley, wherever it is. This is an invaluable piece of equipment, and you can get one for free. All you got to do 
is go over to my website at michaeldukeshow.com and sign up. Just look for the five days of Christmas logo. It's got all the sat- it's got all the satellite west and the Christmas lights and everything else around it, and get signed up. And we had a bunch of people sign up yesterday after our friend Willie Keppel won the first one, day one of the five days of Christmas. Today is day two of the five days of Christmas, and I, my friends, we have another winner. We have another winner who won't o- went over there and got signed up, and we are so excited to see them and uh and and excited to announce so today's winner of the five days of christmas for day two we're going to be giving them away on monday tuesday and wednesday of next week the final three days of the broadcast year but today's winner is patrick bookie who looks like he's from fairbanks based on his not that you should count on where their cell phone is because i'm my cell phone is from a Fairbanks cell phone, but I've been living somewhere else for eight years. But Patrick Bookie, if you're uh, if you're around, I might call Patrick this morning. Maybe we should. I don't know if he's listening or if he's in the chat or whatever, but we might call Patrick this morning just to say hi, to see what's going on, and let him know that he won his book. Uh, he won his uh, bivy stick. I talked to Willie Keppel yesterday. He was out actually. <clears throat> way off in the hinterlands doing some hunting or something and he came back in and was happy to uh, happy to do it. But Patrick, congratulations, you are the winner of day 2 of the Bivy stick. Now, Bivy also threw in some extra once they heard we were doing this cuz they didn't know about this. We were we we the Satellite West and the stations and I we all set this up on our own. And when Bivy heard about it, they said, um, let us help. And so they threw in some extra things. If you decide to go ahead and uh, get the annual subscription service with your Bivy stick, which you don't have to, there's no requirement that you have to do that. But if you do, they're going to throw in some extra free months of service for you. Um, the industrial plan, uh, if you get the annual service, you get three extra months for a 12-year plan and four extra months for a f- two-year plan and six extra months for a three-year plan. So there you go. It's all it's all good. It's all beautiful. It's all gravy. Uh, anyway, so appreciate the, uh, appreciate the radio stations and we appreciate um, Satellite West and we appreciate you. That's what it's all about. Okay, my friends. Uh, well, what's going on? It's cooled off around the state. It's cool. I guess it's getting uh, it's getting especially cool uh, in uh, supposed to be supposed to be thirty below uh, in uh, in Fairbanks. Um, it's uh, oh, it's only eighteen below right now, but it could get down to thirty below uh, in Fairbanks. It's cooled off here down in the South Central area as well. It's now ten degrees, but at least there's no snow. Right? This is the sweet spot. If it's ten degrees and no snow. I'm okay with it. I really am. I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, the governor announced his uh, budget yesterday, and I know today's Firearms Friday, but I will just I will say this: pretty good job. I mean, uh, it's a flat budget. It includes a full PFD. It includes a new revenue uh, idea for s- carbon sequestration or something, uh, and some other things, and. Um, it's just a starting point, I know, but I think this is a good sign from the governor, what he's done, uh, that he took a took a stand. It's essentially a flat budget with a full PFD and lots of other things, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Now, I'm sure that we will have some analysis from Brad Keithley 
uh, when we return in the new year uh, for that. Um, Brad, I might ask him to give us a snapshot of it. I know I said no politics, but maybe I can get him to give me a 60-second synopsis next Tuesday before we get into the Christmas stuff, right? Okay. <clears throat> the final piece of housekeeping. Um, I discovered something. I know that I said I'm, I'm taking vacation starting next uh, Wednesday will be my final day of broadcast for the year. Um, and so then I'm on vacation from Thursday until the new year. Now, I said I said I was going to be returning to the airwaves on Monday the 2nd. And then I discovered something um, that uh, the the stations that I run and the company that I work with and work for. Um, I forgot that since New Year's Day falls on a Sunday, that they actually officially gave us all of Monday off as the official holiday for the new year. So I'm actually going to be returning to the airwaves on Tuesday the 3rd. That's what I'm just saying. I got myself an extra day of vacation. All right. So I know, oh man, I can hear it right now. Uh, it's fine. I know, I know it's going to. So I will be returning to the airwaves on Tuesday the 3rd of January because <clears throat> otherwise I just got to wake up early, do the show on the second, and then I'm going to go back to bed and it's going to kind of interrupt my day. And I mean, I could, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to sleep. I'm going to, I'm going to be one final day of rest and relaxation and hanging out with the kids and eating too much food. And so I will be returning to the airwaves on Tuesday, the third, the third. So, okay. That's, um, that, that, that's. I knew that was going to that that was going to rankle some people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just was, you know, trying to be efficient and Okay. Um so, headlines, headlines, who's got your headlines? Well, I guess we should for, first and foremost, the one thing that I forgot to do this morning was of all the things to forget to do, the one thing I forgot to do was to turn the phone lines on because today is Firearms Friday. And that means, of course, that um, we love to hear from you. I mean, the whole idea behind Firearms Friday was that we would, uh, you know, answer questions, that we would demystify the firearm. That's the whole that's the whole idea behind it. Thanks. For so we're going to. So I got to start the phone lines. Sorry about that. We're going to get the phone lines all rocking and rolling and we will open them up to you, the listeners. So uh, do me a favor. Uh, if you'd like to talk today and chat, and I'm <clears throat> I'm open, quite honestly, to almost any kind of firearms chat or anything else, give us a call, 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150 with the phone lines powered by our friends over there at Satellite West, who, of course, are providing us with the five days of Christmas. Are you ready? You ready? I'm 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 psyched. I'm psyched about today. So what are some of the stories that we're going to be covering? Well, we've got a quite a few, including uh, this uh, news. We touched on this here a while ago, but we really we're getting more and more information out of this. And this is the fact that the FBI has been pressuring uh, citizens into signing away their rights to keep and bear arms, to purchase, to even use or own firearms. 
there's been kind of a secret push going on, the ATF and the FBI going out there and doing this. And now there's been some questions raised on that. We're also going to talk a little bit here about uh, gun-free zones uh, and how they continue not to be effective. Uh, we've got, uh, unfortunately, have an example of that and some discussion uh, from the great Colio Noir. We're going to talk about that as well. Um, and <clears throat> uh, discussions on uh, the Measure 114, which is the bill in Oregon that we talked about here the last couple weeks, where not only are they going to restrict the magazine capacity, they're also looking to create a permitting system for purchasing of firearms, which I think blatantly on its face is unconstitutional. And uh, apparently a judge in Oregon agrees, but there's going to be a decision that comes out at noon today that will decide whether or not they're going to enjoin the whole damn thing. It's, um, it's going to be interesting. And finally, defensive gun use, it's back in the news. Defensive gun use back in the news, and we're going to give you some details on that as well. Plus, a double helping of Willie Waffle at the end of the show. A double, a double helping, a double helping of waffles at the end of the show today, and that should be fantastic. I'm just full of P&V today, so I'm feeling good. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it being, uh, you know, Firearms Friday, the final broadcast day of the year. And I hope you'll participate. I hope you'll give us a call and we'll chat about things and uh, just hang out and do fun stuff. That's that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, buddy. Okay, uh, we got to go. Break time, break time, and we will return. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll return with more in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Don't forget, you can always come out and join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show. If you want to hang out in the chat room with a bunch of us out there, about 40 or so of us hanging out, come on out and join us. We'll be back in just a moment with more firearms Friday. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we are in the break uh, right now, uh, and uh, but I realized that it got a little cool here in the got a little cool here in the studio, and I forgot to turn my heater on before I I'm, uh, I got to go get my next car. I'll be uh, I'll be back here in uh, sixty seconds. Don't go anywhere.
Well, my Be Right Back screen is broken. It's, I never, hardly ever use it. I forgot, uh, wow, I don't know, how long has that been broken? I have no idea. Try that again. Does it still work? No, it's broken. Okay. Well, one more thing to fix over the holiday. Uh, Sorry. I find that having something around my neck like this keeps me warm. Or cool, depending on the time of year. It's one of those things. Okay. So, you guys ready? Let's see. uh, Minus three here, says Politidic. I mean, I'm... I guess I'm lucky I'm on a little bit of a hill up here. And I always end up, it's, you know, one thing says it's 11, the other one says it's 9. So I'm, I'm at least oh, 10. I'm above zero. Everybody else seems to be a little a little cooler than me. Politidic says, good morning. Day 5 of the Kowalki versus Eastman starts at 9 a.m., ends at 12, and you'll be live at the Palmer Courthouse. Um... Good. Well, people can go out and follow Politidic over there and see what he has to see what he has to say and what the uh, what the offer is uh, over there um, for the Eastman trial. I, like I said, I think the whole thing is just amazingly ridiculous that the judges even I, I, that they're even entertaining the whole idea is just shocking to me. But it's crazy. <clears throat> Rick says he's six below. Just he's just down the road from me. I think it all depends on exactly your height and your where you are and are you in a hollow or whatever. Anyway. Okay. Uh stories. Man, do I got some stories for you? I don't even know where to start. Where maybe I should start with the defensive gun use story. Maybe we should talk about that. Um oh no, you know, I, I think we'll I think we'll We'll pull these together. These will be perfect. These will be perfect. Okay, I got a little better idea what I'm doing right there. Okay, um, yeah, so phone lines are open if you want to sound off on anything that's related. I mean, I did say any topic, but what I meant was any topics related to firearms because it's Firearms Friday. And it's the final one of the year, so we should do it right, right? I mean, was that redundantly redundant? We should do that right, correct? We should do it correct, right? Um, There we go. Completely lost their minds. I can't believe that they have someone on trial who is sworn to protect and defend the Constitution. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, Let's see. Got the Lorax mustache and the Santa beard nose. My chinsulator face jacket is epic and mighty. Getting it down to the chest, cold day out. Great, great for a serving of waffle with syrupy entertainment talk. Says Zora. Thanks, Zora, for coming in on fa- on uh, YouTube. I appreciate it. The ding means time to go back to work. Let's get it done. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Okay. Welcome back to the program. 
uh, Firearms Friday. Yeah, baby. Your chance to sound off on issues of a two-way nature right here on the program. Talk a little bit of a little bit of gun talk. A gun talk. Um, we have got um, um, we've got a lot to discuss today, including some stories that are going on from around the country. Uh, but uh, I guess I first should remind you that the phone lines are open if you'd like to sound off on anything today or got a question. Remember, the biggest thing with gun Q&A is that there is no such thing as a dumb gun question. Now, people might say, come on, really, Mike? I mean, if somebody says, look, is a gu- which end is the pointy end? I mean, that might sound like a dumb question, but for, you know, I'm still willing to answer it. Because the whole point of this show, when it first got started 15 years ago, this part of the show, Firearms Friday, when we dedicated one day to that, is, uh, you know, demystification of the firearm. There's a lot of lot of misinformation. Uh, there's a lot of outright lying going on in, uh, in many corners of the news media, uh, or just a lot of just, again, misinformation. And so we're here to demystify the firearm. The firearm is nothing but a tool. A tool. Uh, that is useful uh, in some situations and harmful in other situations. Uh, But just like any tool, you don't blame the tool, you blame the people who are wielding it. And that's what it's all about. But we're here to, again, kind of take the stigma away and to, uh, because, you know, firearms can be scary. I mean, I've, I'm an uh, NRA instructor and I've instructed, you know, some classes and people and things like that. And I've seen people lose their stuff you know, uh, over, I remember one lady that, you know, when they, I don't know, first of all, you're showing up at a firearms instruction class. Uh, I would think that you probably should, uh, you know, uh, be prepared for a firearm instruction class that you're going to see a gun. And we laid a gun on the table in front of her, empty cylinder open the whole deal and, uh, you know, asked them to pick it up. And she just lost her mind. She was so afraid of it. She was terrified. Just an empty piece of steel sitting on the counter in front of her. And it was, I mean, it's all about, again, the anthropomorphizing of the firearm into this mystical totem that somehow people are like, he was such a good boy until someone gave him a gun. I mean, really? No, no, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. Uh, anyway, so that's what Firearms Friday is all about. So the phone lines are open. That is a long story to tell you that the phone lines are open at 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. Feel free to call up, ask any question, talk about anything firearms related. We want to hear the whole thing. Okay, so what are the stories that, uh, one of the big stories that you will not see covered in the national news? And I looked, I looked for it, and I could not find it um, uh, in the national news, in the headlines. It was just, it, you know, it was covered by a lot of local and regional outlets, but none of the majors picked it up. Not even some of my favorite places like uh, Bearing Arms and uh um, and uh, Ammo Land, and uh, they they really didn't even touch on it. Um, but this was a story, and it was brought to my attention by Colion Noir, who, if you don't know, uh, is uh, is a YouTuber. He's a big big wheel in the gun community, um, and uh, he's an attorney 
who uh, is uh, urban and hip. I mean, this guy is uh, this guy is uh, he's a cool cat, right? I mean, this guy is 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 the stuff. He's got a YouTube channel, and I actually came across this uh, because of his YouTube channel. Uh, and again, yet again, my friends, uh, another incident where a gun-free zone was utilized in the commission of a crime. I mean, it's almost like it's a part of the, it's almost like it's a part of the arsenal of the shooters when these things go on, when the, you know, it's like they're almost planning for it. That You know, I'm not going to attack you in your home. I'm not going to attack you in some random place out in the world. I'm going to wait till you're in an area that's guaranteed to be a gun-free zone. And I'm going to, I'm going to come and, you know, attack you there. Chandler, Arizona. Uh, this is from uh, day before yesterday. Chandler, Arizona. A suspect is dead and another man is in the hospital after an argument unrelated to work led to a shooting at an Amazon warehouse parking lot in Chandler, Arizona. According to police, a 29-year-old man who doesn't work for Amazon arrived with a gun at the Amazon Fulfillment Center southeast of Queen Creek around 9.30 a.m. That's when police said he shot an unidentified Amazon-contracted employee multiple times. A third man was on the site, and he fired his own gun at the shooter. And when the responders arrived, they found the uh, shooter dead in the parking lot. The second man was taken to the hospital with life-threatening injuries. Uh, and as of uh, Wednesday last night, or excuse me, Wednesday night, uh, he was in stable condition. The third man wasn't hurt, uh, the Good Samaritan. And they say it's unclear if uh, if the shooter died from his injuries or if he took his own life. But according to later reports, they said the other guy drilled him dead is what happened. Um, the incident at first, they weren't sure if it was an active shooter event or what was going on. Uh, they said that apparently there was some kind of personal issue between the two men uh, and that the third man is cooperating with the investigation. He isn't considered a suspect since he was protecting the second man. Um, one of the workers at the Amazon facility said that uh, it was uh, not something I ever expected. I was in my van. I didn't see anything. It's not something I ever expected. He knew the second man who was shot, said he was a great guy. He said they also knew that uh, that the uh, he'll be he was grateful to the third guy, the the good Samaritan who shot the uh, who shot the shooter. He said he's a big cigar fan, and we're like, yeah, we need to get him the finest cigars or whatever he wants because he saved a lot of us. Because the in, the inclination was that uh, this guy was going to go on shooting in the parking lot. Uh, the uh, the, uh, the whole thing again is at the Amazon warehouse. Now the the irony of this whole situation is that uh, Amazon has got big signs, and Noir has this in his video when he talks about it. But you could see it right there: no weapons allowed on the property at all. No weapons allowed on the property or in the facility. In fact, in many of the facilities, they have metal detectors, apparently, before you get to go inside, which, God, that sounds like a lot of fun. Let me go through a metal detector to get to work. I mean, I understand it if you're at a courthouse, maybe, or a jail, but I got to go through a metal detector every day. Man, I would tend, I would spend 10 minutes unloading my pants pockets with the, the flashlights and the pocket knives and the widgets and the multi-tool. It would be insane. But... You know, anyway, to each his own. Now, Noir went on to talk a, a little bit about this, uh, but this is nothing that we haven't covered before, folks. 
right? I mean, this is this is Dr. John Lott's uh, statistics when he showed you that in uh, over 90% of the mass shootings, 90% of the mass shootings out there take place in gun-free zones. Why? Because they're looking for a place that they will probably be uninterrupted. But more and more, we're seeing this change. Again, in the Amazon situation, the the firearms were not even supposed to be on the property, let alone inside the building. Yet this third man, who was also armed, unbeknownst to anybody else, stopped the shooter. Same thing happened in the Greenville Mall. This is the problem. This is the problem with the gun-free zones. And Noir talks about that uh, in his video. The crazy thing is, this isn't the first time a shooting of this nature has happened at Amazon facilities. They've happened before. So this idea that you think you can stop it by putting a sign up that says no weapons allowed is insane to me. But, hey, people want to live in this fantasy world and think that signs on the door or window is going to stop a bad guy with a gun from coming in and shooting up people continue to live in this facade. But as far as the rest of us out here who respect and understand what the Second Amendment is about, We'll continue to carry our firearms. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. We're going to continue to carry our firearms. Now, a lot of people out there don't understand that. A lot of the people who are on the other side, they don't understand that mindset. Uh, even people who are supposedly on our side. Tom Knightington over at Bearing Arms has got a story up about an op-ed that was posted in uh, Daily Montanan, which is a, a paper out there uh, in Montana. Uh, the guy wrote uh, an opinion piece that says our gun problem is worse than you think. Now, I take this with a grain of salt because anybody who's been watching Yellowstone understands that there is Montana and then there's Helena and Billings and a few. You know what I mean? Like there's the real Montana out in the sticks uh, where people are still it's still cowboys and westerns and, you know, common sense. And then there's the big the big cities, quote unquote, big cities in Montana where there's been a lot. A lot of, you know, Im implants and immigrants from uh, more liberal and progressive states who just want to see the fresh air and then change things to make sure that it's all like California again. I would assume that this guy who wrote this piece in Montana is probably one of those. Um, here's what he wrote in this op-ed. This past summer, I was at a garage sale and saw a person openly carrying a firearm. It struck me as incongruous that such an instrument was needed at an estate sale that also featured an amazingly good assortment of accordions. I chalked it up to a fluke in being in Montana. The following week, I saw a nearly identical thing, albeit without the accordions. I mean, I respect the right to keep our... This is the love part. I respect the right to carry arms, and I don't dispute that the folks who tote their guns to garage sales have every right to do so. It's the worldview I question. Then he goes on to say, however, even as a gun enthusiast, I still gulp when I see firearms at garage sales or grocery stores because I wonder about a person who feels that their existence is threatened enough to carry, but also comfortable enough checking on the price of a used lawnmower. To which I say, wait a minute, the carrying at a garage sale or a grocery store... Are you telling me that shootings haven't happened at grocery stores? <laughs> Kroger, <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> I mean, you know, are you telling me that it doesn't happen there? Are you telling? I mean, do you know what this guy's day looked like that was checking on lawnmowers? Maybe he was trying to get another lawnmower to go, you know, to he's got a small business that maybe it's in a bad area where he's got to go mow lawns. How do I know? 
You don't know. But see, that's the thing. How can you feel so scared and belittled? And how can you wander around in a fog and not understand that there are bad things that can happen? Now, maybe the chances of it are astronomically small, but it could possibly happen. Noir had a comment on this that I clipped out that I thought was appropriate. And uh, the question is, are you paranoid or are you prepared? Apparently, this guy thinks we're all paranoid. But again, shootings have happened at grocery stores just recently. Things like this can happen at any given moment. And people have got to start understanding that. You are not always safe. I'm not telling you that you need to run around and be paranoid. But as the saying goes, you're only paranoid. If what you're worried about never happens, but if it does, you weren't paranoid, you were prepared. And that's the, that's the point that I always want to get across to people. I'm not saying you need to live in utter fear every single moment of the day. But when you have something like a firearm, when you can carry a handgun on you without even thinking about it, it's just part of your daily routine. It's just on your person. How big of a deal is that? You can go about living your life as normal. I just so happen to have a gun on me. So that in the event when my guard may have been slightly dropped and now I'm confronted with a situation where my life is in danger, I'm not I'm not saying, oh, I never expected for this to happen. And even if I did, if I had a firearm on me, I can at least say I never expected this to happen, but I knew it was possible. So therefore, I had a gun on me and I'm glad I had a gun on me. That's the type of conversation you want to be able to have. You don't want to have the conversation of, oh, I never thought this could happen. And oh, the horror. The conversation you want to have is, I never really thought it could happen, but I thought it was possible. So therefore, I had a gun on me and I'm glad I did. And now I'm standing before you alive and unharmed. Preparedness brings peace, peace of mind. If you prepare for the worst and hope for the best, all your surprises are happy ones, right? Because at least you know. I would rather have to carry a gun around all day and never, ever, 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 ever use it in violence and self-defense. But boy, that one time where the possibility is that it might happen, I sure be happy that I had it. Well, but only if we could be like, uh, you know, what we really need is just to be like Australia. I mean, we just need to be, you know, that's what we need to be. Four police officers arrived on the scene. They were there to investigate a missing person, but they were hit with a hail of bullets. Two of the officers went down and they were then killed. And this is perhaps the most shocking part, execution style. The other two officers uh, went for cover. One of them, who had only been out of the police academy for a couple of months, hid in high grass. And then the suspect set fire to that grass to try and flush her out. A neighbour arrived on the scene. He was shot dead, uh, shot in the back. And then it was around another six hours. Uh, some 16 police officers arrived to try and get this siege, this ambush under control. In the end, the three suspects were killed. This is Australia four days ago. The big, the big utopian gun-free zone. The utopian gun-free zone that they continually point to. Oh, look, this is, we just need to be like Australia. Six people killed, two police officers, four civilians killed, uh, the three uh, the three criminals killed. But this is the gun-free zone that we want, right? That's how it criminals, by their very definition, break the law. 
That's that's how it works, people. All right, we got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show continues. Phone lines are open. 433-3150. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. We'll be back with more right after this. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. I mean, don't you just, don't you just, I mean... Oh, if we only, if we were only like Australia. Four police officers arrived on the scene. They were there to investigate a missing person, but they were hit with a hail of bullets. Two of the a officers. Hail of bullets. How are they hit with a hail of bullets? Australia is a gun free zone, right? I mean, Australia is a gun free zone. Um. Richard says, I think that people who hyperventilate into a paper bag when they see your average citizen with a nine millimeter on their side change their tune when a good guy has to neutralize a scumbag that shoots up a Walmart or whatever. I mean, I didn't see a whole lot of people uh, getting all angsty about that kid at the uh, Greenville Mall after he put down the mad dog shooter there. They cl- He was a hero. A hero. Oh, the news media hated that. Man, did they hate that. And then even the mall itself, the property company that owned the mall, congratulated him and thanked him for protecting their patrons. This is the same mall that had very prominent signs outside that said, gun-free zone, don't bring a gun in. And did th- they didn't chastise him. They didn't try. The, the press release read like, a, we're giving you the key to the city medal. It's, I mean, this is insane. You know, oh, yeah, the kid, the media at the mall said nothing except the kid violated the mall policy. The mainstream media covered it, but very, and you notice how quickly that story died. But even the mall owners themselves did not chastise the kid for bringing a gun onto their property, they thanked him. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Mad dog shooter? That's awfully judgmental. Well, I would say a-hole, but I mean, you know, it's just that that just that's what is going on. Um let's see. Uh have you ever used Mike asks, have you ever used the Mantic Mantis X or what do you think of it? I have not used the Mantis X, but I have had a couple folks who have used it. Ron uh from North Pole, who listens to the program, he uh he uh Came, actually called in one day and gave us a range report on it and talked about what a good piece of, of uh, kit it was. So I have not personally used it, but I've heard good things and good reviews on it, Mike. So uh, hopefully that answers your question. Uh, I got one line on hold. Where are we at here? We're two and a half minutes, three minutes out from returning to the radio. So let's go over to the phones and get the caller's name and where they're calling from. And we'll see uh, what we can talk about here in just a second. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? 
Well, I'm Mike Troyd in Rhode Island. How you doing? Hello, my friend. You hold the line. Don't go anywhere. I'm excited to talk to you on this final Firearms Friday of the broadcast year. So it's good to hear from you, Fred. Hold the line. We'll be back to talk to Fred here in just a second. Um, if Joe Miller loses, I guarantee our liberty is close behind. Conservatives just stand around with their head up their butt. Um, um, Jerry, I, uh, I don't know as Joe Miller will lose. I think that this is a, a crazy, um, uh, I gotta block that. Sorry. I got, I got, uh, got bots on the YouTube channel, bots on the YouTube channel. Block that. Um, there we go. Okay. Uh, anyway, I, 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 I am pretty confident that this is going to get tossed out. Um, I can't, um, I can't, uh, I can't see it going forward. If it does, it's going to create a whole new level of, uh, legal warfare. I can tell you that lawfare, it's going to, it's going to create a whole new level of it. And so I am watching to see what's going on, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see what, uh, what goes on from there. Uh, we'll be watching it. Let's just put it that way. Brian says that, uh, Mike, you were asking about the Mantis X. Brian says that he has a Mantis laser, and he likes it generally. Well, Brian, if you want to call in and give a report, feel free to do so. What did Joe Miller do? Joe Miller is the legal representation for David Eastman. He's the lawyer for David Eastman. So that's what they're saying. If Joe Miller loses, that's what they're talking about. Um. I have a 7mm rifle that a buddy left for me to try and sell for him in a 1911 Colt Combat Commander 45. I love me some Colt 1911 Combat Commanders. How much you want for it? Uh, all right. Uh, we're <laughs> we're, uh, we're we're going we're gonna to see, see what's going on here. Uh, all right. We're 30 seconds out right now. Like you can never have too many 1911s. I'm just I'm saying that. From, you can never, ever have too many 1911s. That's an unwritten rule around my house. Never, ever. Okay, um, which reminds me of the time that I bought one from a listener who was... It, it's a story. I should tell you that story one day. Uh, let's get back to it. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free thing and radio. Here we go. Uh, like and share. Okay, uh, welcome. We're continuing on hour one here, final segment of the show. Before I jump over to the phones, we've got uh, Fred over in Rhode Island calling us this morning. Thank you. Uh, I do want to remind you, of course, uh, you need to get signed up to win your five days of Christmas. Uh, it's the five days of Christmas, courtesy of our friends over there at uh, Satellite West. And, of course, your local radio station and me, The Michael Duke Show. Today's winner for the Bivy Stick is Patrick Bookie. Maybe during the top of the hour, we'll get Patrick on the phone here and talk to him uh, on the other side. Um, but uh, happy to see it. Happy to have him come on board. You could get a chance to win. All you got to do is go to my website at michaeldukeshow.com. I will be giving away the next Bibby Stick on Monday. 
So, but you can't win if you don't sign up. And once you sign up, you're good for the whole thing. You can only sign up once because I eliminate any duplicates. So just FYI. Let's go over to the phones and uh, continue on our first phone call of the day. Uh, and that is our friend Fred, who listens in Rhode Island on the interwebs, apparently. Uh, and I, I guess I never did ask Fred how he discovered the program. Here's a good opportunity to do so. Good morning, Fred. How are you? Good morning, Mike. How, how are you then? You know, it's good. I got snowed in again yesterday, but the plows came late last night, so I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, got to get get a chance to go out and do my thing. How about you? How's how's the holiday season treating Fred? Well, we had a little bit of a snowstorm. It got about about an inch and a half, two inches of snow the other night, and of course it's all melted now. It's all rain. Temperatures all been above freezing. You are but, uh, yeah. An, a sn- I guess winter is officially here in Rhode Island. A <laughs> snowstorm. They call it a snowstorm with an inch and a half. You guys are lightweights. We had a snowstorm. I got 15 inches overnight. Uh, so, I mean, you know. Oh, they, they, go, they go crazy over here in a snowstorm. Back in 78, we had a big, huge snowstorm. It shut down most of the state for a couple of days. Wow. And every time, and sh- all you have to do is mention the word snow, and you see every loaf of bread and every gallon of milk disappear in the stores. Yeah. Like, with, with, within minutes. That's that's crazy. We <laughs> anyway, got, yeah. In, reason why I call, go ahead. Uh, the reason why I called is, you know, over here in Rhode Island, and they passed this crazy law back in July. One of the ma- um, ten round magazine ban, and they got the uh, the eighteen year old to now twenty one year old to buy firearms and ammunition, and the carrying of a loaded the long gun in public, which uh, you know that remains to be kind of an interesting interesting uh, thing in the throwing light. However, the magazine ban, it follows it's following this this this, this uh, contagion that's going across the country. Uh, and it, it all and it all stems from you know bonehead bonehead Biden and his crazy ideas about continuing gun control. You know he's going to get rid of the assault weapons. He's going to get rid of the magazines, and that's just the beginning. You know, the, you know, you know of what he's got in mind. And that kind of reminds me of what went on in Berlin, Germany, back in 1938 to 1944. The word comes down from on high and it trickles down to every level below. You know, I mean, we, well, obviously we're not that drastic as, as Adolf and. Uh, his, his little pack of goons were doing back then, but it has this, it has a similar influence, and it's all wrong. It's all based on garbage. It's all based on uh, fictional science, is what I call it. It's, you know, these, these so-called uh, criminologists look at it. And, you know, they they they're just taking the political point and just want to you know make a home run with it. Right, gonna, right. You know, for their own little, their own little uh, uh, their own little apple polishing for their own you know for their own benefit. However, you know, this whole thing. This whole thing with Biden and his uh, anti-gun, anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment approach is 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 just wrong. You know, I mean, the Second Amendment speaks for itself. It, it's it, it's there for a reason, and you know, they just want to. They, they don't care. I mean, and if they, the, the scary part is if they get rid of the Second, what else? What else can they go after? They're already they're already picking away at the First Amendment. You know, trying to restrict. Uh, advertising, trying to restrict, you know, what you can say, what you can't say. And they got their little political groups, you know, the backing groups, the you know, pronouns and this and that and the other thing, and politically, politically correct speech. And that's just, it's, it, 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 it's a disease. It's actually a disease in this country. It goes far beyond firearms. It goes far beyond the Second Amendment. It's a disease that I think will just take us down. 
I think that it's it's part of the, it's all part and parcel of a larger thing, uh, Fred, that I've talked about in the past called uh, that I called the narrative. Right? There's a narrative out there on uh, in in a slice of the population, and the narrative is this idea that the only way that society can move forward is with the direct benevolent intervention of government that without government society could just not progress it could not move forward we could not have we needed government there to have that guiding hand and that helping hand and the uplift that there is a huge slice of the population that are firm adherents to that narrative they are zealots they it is the new religion almost that that is it and and here's the thing those people believe so much so in that philosophy that they they go and they join the government. They become employees. They do these. They believe that now I'm part of the team that's making society move forward. And and again, it becomes a mindset and a way of life. And we're seeing that trickle down. Now, the people who are standing in opposition, I mean, are not like active opposition, but people who are standing in the way of that magnificent vision of society moving forward with the benevolent intervention of government are people like you and me, people who are rugged individualists who believe that people should be responsible for their own actions, people who just want to be left alone and to do their own thing and not because we're not hurting anybody. And we are we are a threat. We stand in the way of that. And part of the reasons why they don't like us is because we also have the ability to back up our rights. And, uh, you know, it's that implicit threat of the Second Amendment of being able to defend ourselves. And that's why you see these attacks, in my opinion. That's why you see these attacks on the Second Amendment and on gun owners and everything else, because what they really want is they want government to have full control and charge and to be able to tell people what to do and be the only ones that have the guns to back it up. That's what it's about. I, well, you're, you know, you, 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 you know, you're absolutely right. You hit the nail right on the head. However, there's another aspect of this whole thing too, especially you know the gun control aspect of it. You know, the, the whole thing with gun, like you said, the gun control. The government just wants to take over full control and have you know every aspect of your life ruled by them, controlled by them. However, you know, the other thing is though, they sit there and they let these, these criminal out, and the criminals run run free and wild. I mean, there's really no restrictions on them. You know, here's. Idiots like uh, Bloom, you know, the Bloomingdale in uh, Connecticut and a few other places. And all, you know, they, 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 there's one, there's one, there's one of them running around now wants to close all the prisons. You know, which is like what? You know, get rid of the prisons? What are you going to do with these people? They're just going to put them back on the streets so they get, you know, revolving door. They just sit there and just commit crime. Get arrested. Be brought in. Get you know, get, get uh, out on no bail, low bail. You know, and, and revolving, revolving door nonsense. They're just back out on the street, just committing crime, and uh, it, uh, and they, and then they want to sit there and disarm the law-abiding citizens. They want to infringe on their rights to get away. So exactly, they're making the gun, they're making the gun owners and the conservatives who believe in uh, law and constitution criminal, you know, victims twice, once yeah. by the criminal and then once by the government having their rights taken away when yeah. their property and everything else is taken away by the criminals. Yeah. So I mean, it's a lose-lose for you know anybody else like that. Where, you know, this whole thing, this whole well, thing with gun control, it's not gun control, it's crime control. Well, it's and, it's know, not just gun control. It's not just gun, it's not just gun control, Fred. It's, it's control. That's what it's really about. That's what I was trying to say. Hold the line, Fred. Don't go anywhere. That's what I was trying to say. This is not just gun, this is about control. 
We got to go. Hour two dead ahead. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. All right, Fred, hold the line. I'm going to give you the final word, Fred, but I mean, that, that's, you know, gun control is really the root of it. Is it, it is about control. And like you said, they're doing all these things to us. They're not, they're not, they're not trying to fix crime control. They're not trying to do that because if they were, then they'd be blaming the people who use guns for violence. They would be penalizing them harsher than anything else. But truly what this is about in the long run is that it's about control. Going back to that idea of the narrative, they believe government should be in control of every aspect of society in their in deep down, if you if you'd boiled it down to the basics, that's what they believe because that's the only way we can progress. So it is about control, Fred. Absolutely, well, you know that whole thing. It, it, you know the word has to get out. I mean, that definitely the word has to. Some by any means possible, the word has to get out. This is what they're. This is this is the end game that they're after, and let the people decide for themselves. Let, let the mass majority, with the facts, with yeah. the facts, decide for themselves. Because you start sweeping the. If you, if you take away all sides of one side of a story and all the the other side, you basically don't get any story at all. It's just propaganda at that point in time. It's just a it's a con job. Yeah. Is what it is. No. I but agree. the thing that the point the point I wanted to, the point I wanted to make, Mike, is that a lot of this a lot of these crimes with guns and everything else and school shootings and all this nonsense that's been going on should have been prevented. Can't be prevented by the general public. Every one of these every one of these guys. As uh, you know, they, they 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 see them they see them happening. They know that they they know that they're online. I mean, they even go online and they get manifestos and this and you know, and and they know they 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 they're they're a known entity before they even commit the fact, and nobody does anything about it. All they have to do is drop a dime. I'm not saying you turn anybody into a into a uh, what do you want to call them a, a tattletale or a, you know squealer or anything else. That, but they're doing they're doing more harm by not stepping up and then saying something ahead of time and having these people at least looked at, you know, before the crime is committed. Look, the the, the idiot out there in Uvalde who committed a crime at the school. Right, right. I mean, he was he was a known entity to people in the area before this happened. Right. And they should have jumped all over his case before he even got anywhere near the gun. Yeah. And they prevented him from getting one. Right. But they don't do that. You know, this right. never happens. And all well, these school shootings. They know these nut jobs are running around. Right. They know these people are in the area. Well, this, this drop the dime on them. This again proves the failure of government. This is why the people who believe in the narrative are wrong. Because again, that's just the latest. The Uvalde one's just the latest. You know the the uh, the Walmart shooter, the guy who went into the Walmart and shot up the, all the employees and stuff. He was a known. It was known that he had been threatening, and he you know, or go back even all the way back to Parkland, the Parkland shooting in Florida, the, uh, that shot up the school there. That guy had had over twenty interactions with local law enforcement and nearly as many with federal law enforcement, yet he was still able to go purchase a phone. How does that happen? I mean, you could talk about all these new gun laws you want. Well, what we need is this, and we need a more waiting period, and we need a higher thing, and we need a, you know, but the, the, again, it proves time and time again, the the springs, the uh, the the Texas, uh, the, spr- the spring um, what was it? Hot Springs, Texas Spring. The guy that shot the shot the church up and then was taken down by another Texan with an AR-15. That guy 
He he had a dishonorable discharge from the from the Air Force, and they were they didn't put it into the Nick system. I mean, failure upon failure upon failure from government to keep guns out of these people's hands with the laws that are already on the books. And the answer is, what we need is one more law. Well, but, but, you know, it's not it's not a question of one more law. It's a question of people preventing the crime from happening in the first place who are knowledgeable that it's going to happen. You know, if you sit there, if someone if someone stepped up prior to Uvalde or you know, Stoneman uh, down in Florida, or even uh, even Columbine, if someone had dropped a dime knowing that this guy is going to commit this, he stated he stated you know publicly that he's going to do this ahead of time, it, it never would have happened. The police would have been all over his case. They would have grabbed his gun. They would have dragged him in. You know, questioned him. Maybe they wouldn't have got him for a crime. At least they got the weapons out of his hands, and they're not going to getting any more. Right, right. You know that that would have, that would have, that does more to prevent the crime than taking away people's magazines, yeah. taking away their AR-15s, and all this other nonsense. You know that they, they, they want to, and, and that's that, and it's, it's, like I say, it's, it's it's the first step to tyranny is what it is. Yeah, you know, I, it, I it agree. Really is, in my opinion, it's, it's well, the beginning it's the beginning of the end. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Fred. Well, Merry Christmas, my friend. Thank you for calling in and being part of the final Firearms Friday of the year. I appreciate it. I hope you and yours have a very well, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas. And Happy New Year's to you. Yep. Have yep. a happy holiday. All right. Thanks, Fred. Thank you for uh, thanks for calling in. That's Fred calling in from Rhode Island uh, this morning, which leaves all the phone lines open. If uh, you want to sound off, that's some good stuff. Brian, I think, nails it here. My argument about the collective versus the, you know, the narrative, the people who believe in the narrative versus rugged individualism. This is a quote that you hear in one way, shape or form from folks on that side of the aisle all the time. It's selfish to think about individual rights. The collective good of the community must be considered first. And in fact, that's one of the arguments you're starting to see now more and more, that you're starting to see the rights of the community being violated. They don't talk about individual rights. I saw an article the other day that was talking about how some of these uh, new narrative people are talking about, well, these these things, you know, gun rights and all that, that violates the the community's rights, the rights to be safe and the rights to be, you know, all that. Again, it's selfish to think about individual rights. No, it's insane that you want to jettison the one thing that made us the the freest most uh, most desirable uh, nation in the on the face of the earth. I mean that the one thing that made us what we are today, and you want to jettison it makes no sense, no sense whatsoever. But I guess so much for logical, rational, reasonable thought. That's what it's all comes out. All right, let's get our funk on. You guys ready? Hour two, dead ahead. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. in its holster we haven't gone anywhere i don't understand check out the michaeldukeshow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast welcome to the party pal 
The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Where's my rifle? Where's my gun? This is for fighting. This is for Firearms Friday. Oh, baby. Firearms Friday right here on the Michael Duke Show, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator, and around the world on the internet at MichaelDukeShow.com. Welcome to it, hour two of the big radio show. We're getting ready. We're getting ready. It's going to be a double dose of waffles. It's going to be a double helping of waffles. In just a few minutes, Willie Waffles is going to be joining us for the final entertainment report of the year. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a fantastic time. I uh, want to remind you, of course, that the five days of Christmas is going on right now, courtesy of our friends at Satellite West, the radio station, and, of course, uh, the Michael Duke Show. We want to say thank you to that. And we do have a winner today. On uh, We do have a winner today for the five days of Christmas. Let's get the let's get the winner on the phone, shall we? I just decided to do that, and uh, we'll see it. Hello. Yes. Hello. Is this Patrick? This is he. Patrick, this is Michael Dukes calling on the Michael Duke Show. Well, good morning. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You're live on the air right now, Patrick. I just wanted to let you know that you are the winner. Of the five days of Christmas for today, you won yourself a brand new bivy stick. Wonderful. I spent enough time in the ocean and in the woods. It will do me well. I, that is fantastic. I appreciate it. So thank you for signing up. Are you you just going to go out there and, uh, and get crazy with it and use it wherever you go? You never know, do you? No, that's the thing. Always be prepared, right? Prepare for the worst and hope for the best, and all your surprises will be happy ones. That's exactly right. You never know. I'm 73, and where I'm at, I can always use it. I really appreciate that, Michael. Thank you very, very much. No problem. Uh, Patrick, tell us where you're listening to the program on. I'm in North Pole, Alaska right now, and I was going to call you this morning myself again. Oh, were you? So you're listening on KFAR 660 AM 97.5 FM, right? Every morning I am. That's correct. All right. Well, good. Uh, I just was wondering what you thought about, since it's firearms day normally, what you thought about the Manus X training system. It's funny, man. It's been Manus X all morning. Several people in the chat room have been talking about it. Now, I personally have not used it, but uh, I know my friend Ron in North Pole actually called in here about, I don't know, eight, ten months ago and gave us a little bit of a report. And I'm hearing pretty much really good things about it, uh, that it is a uh, it's a solid system for training uh, without for dry fire training and everything else. Brian in the chat room says that he has the Manus laser and he really likes it. He said the upside of it is that it's really helped with his 
trigger squeeze and finding that sweet spot on his finger as to where to place the the you know where to place his finger on the trigger and it's really improved his squeeze and his aim um he said the downside is that you got to recock every you know for every shot but really there's not many things that don't do that you know that aren't uh, a gazillion dollars so i'm hearing good things about the manis x there patrick well i appreciate that michael i really appreciate the baby step well i'm happy you, uh... Yeah, I'm happy that uh, you got a chance to win it and uh, that you got a chance to uh, uh, to experience it. I'll be uh, sending you an email here in just a little bit, okay? Thank you very much, Michael. You have a good day. You too. Thanks, Patrick, for calling in this morning. I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you uh, uh, joining us and uh, and congratulations on the bivy stick. That's Patrick Bookie who won the bivy stick for today. Now uh, we're giving another way another one away on Monday. And we're giving another one away on Tuesday and Wednesday as well. So it'll be the fifth days, five days of Christmas. The only way to win is to get signed up. You got to go to MichaelDukeShow.com and click on the Satellite West logo with all the, you know, it's got all the 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 lights, Christmas lights around it and all that kind of stuff. That's how you got to go get signed up to win. So if you haven't signed up yet, do it. If you have signed up, don't bother to go sign up again because you. I only I filter out all the duplicates and before I start rant, rolling, before I start rolling dice to see who who wins the who wins it. Uh, so we appreciate it. Nine zero seven four three three thirty one fifty is the phone number. Oops! If you want to uh, call in um, and uh, and give us your thoughts uh, for the final firearms Friday of the day. Uh, another note, I will be on vacation starting uh, next Thursday, and I will be on vacation all the way through to the 2nd of January. I will be returning to the airwaves uh, Tuesday the 3rd. Tuesday the 3rd. I will be returning to the airwaves at that point. So uh, make sure you come in and join us. Uh, Fred was talking about um, uh, Fred was talking about the, uh, you know, the different communities and things that were being disenfranchised and the different people that were trying to take our gun rights away. Um, and I'm going to say Fred from Rhode Island, who was our previous caller, I'm going to say that's an interesting point, except for the fact that we're seeing a dynamic shift in gun users across the country. We're seeing a dynamic shift. I mean, first and foremost, we can talk about the 4 million new gun owners from last year and the statistics and the the uh, the demos that are coming in on that are finding that more and more women, progressives, and minorities are uh, becoming gun owners. They're the ones that are, that are all kind of part of that, um, which is super interesting. Now, let's go over and talk a little bit here about Oregon Measure 114. Oregon Measure 114, which we've talked about in the past, is the Oregon's ban on large capacity magazine and the state's permit to purchase scheme, which means you've got to go get a permit to be able to buy a gun. Um, now, a judge on Tuesday, um, the judge has now filed an injunction and said, uh, well, first of all, he said that we're going to we're going to continue this discussion on the Oregon magazine ban, the 10 round band. They're actually he's going to make an announcement today by noon today on what's happening with the magazine ban. I'll say it probably doesn't look good for the magazine ban, but he immediately enjoined the state from enforcing the permit to purchase because they have no systems in place to put that together. They have no way to put that together, no way to enforce it. They don't have a system. They don't have a permitting requirement. They don't have forms. They don't have a, there's nothing in place. 
And the judge said that uh, that the uh, uh, that the uh, uh, in, that the the permit to purchase is essentially unconstitutional. He said any complete bar on the ability to secure a firearm would be unconstitution, unconstitutional even under strict scrutiny. Uh, scrutiny. The order uh, was also the precursor to several hours of or- oral arguments over the magazine ban component of it as well. But this is not looking good for Measure 114 in Oregon, which already it, it barely passed. It passed by the slimmest of margins. And uh, it barely passed, and now looks like that under the scrutiny, it's going to have some real, real problems. Uh, Interestingly enough, the magazine ban, the 10-round magazine ban, that's what it is. You can only have a magazine that's 10 rounds or less, and it cannot be modified. They put in special language that said you couldn't sell magazines that could potentially be modified. So even if you've got, like, for example, a 10-round Glock magazine, if you could take it apart and make it a larger then it's illegal. Um, the real challenge um, is, is, is that going to be that component? Now, the, the uh, plaintiffs in the case who filed the court case said, look, even back in 1859, Guns in Oregon had more than 10 rounds in the magazine. We see that. and uh, But the real challenge for the groups is to prove that the guns with the 10-round capacity or more were commonly used in self-defense. But see, that's not the determining factor. Uh, it's that doesn't that's already been determined by the Supreme Court that even uh, the availability of multi-shot firearms in 1859 shouldn't be the determining factor in whether or not they're protected by the Second Amendment. The Supreme Court already noted in the Caetano uh, case that arms that are in common use today but weren't around in the time of the founding fathers are still protected by the text of the Second Amendment. So what the court should actually be looking for are what the laws were that were in place at the time of Oregon's founding. And I don't think that they're going to have it. They're they're not going to find any laws that say that uh, you couldn't have revolvers or multi-shot firearms or anything else. They're going to this is this is the blessing of Brune in many ways. The fact that you have to go back and look at the originalist intent of what was going on. And this is what's going to drive the gun grabbers crazy. I mean, absolutely, they are going to lose their minds over this. So already, the uh, injunction on the permit to purchase is already in place. And I think you're going to see, I I have a good feeling. I think you're going to see the 10-round band is going to be shot down as well. Okay. Um... Well, I want to get started. I know Willie's going to be calling in here any second, so we need to uh, we need to get things squared away. Got to pay some bills, get things going on. It is the Michael Duke Show. Willie Waffle is up next. You're on for common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the break right now. Oh, we got somebody on hold. I'm so sorry. I was not. I didn't see the little notification that you were on hold. I apologize, caller. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, that's all right, Mike. 
Hey, this is Jay in North Pole. Hey, Jay. I just wanted to bring something up. It, it kind of aligns with politics um, along how the lefty side works. I think gun education, firearm education, needs to be introduced uh, as a mandatory study thing in, like, third grade. Just like if we want to do sexual study, let's start the firearm education thing for our kids in third grade and expose every kid to it. Right. They couldn't argue more education for the kid. Well, uh, but you have to, but, but their head yeah, but Jay, you have to, you have to phrase it right. It shouldn't be firearm education. It should be firearm safety because you want them to be safe, I, right? I totally. So firearm safety, we got to teach yeah, them. I just want to see their eyes roll out. Yeah, oh man, you want to see blood shooting out of their eyes? I mean, come on, that's that's what. It would, hey, look, we're just trying to teach these kids to be safe because they could stumble. We know guns are everywhere, and they could stumble across a gun at every moment. Don't you want them to be safe? We just need to teach them how you know what to safely do is what we need to do. Yeah, and then the long term effect is maybe kids will take uh, an interest in it at a young age and get their parents involved too, and you know more people. At 18 years old, I'll understand the Second Amendment and why it's there, and it's not just to go hunting. Um, but yeah, I just I think it would be an often play out of the playbook to follow the lefty line and and introduce it and watch them say no publicly. Watch them at that point. Firearm safety for kids. Watch them lose their minds. Watch them lose their absolute minds over something like that. That would be. I mean, it, you know, we've advocated for that, and some states still have rifle teams and everything else, but most of them don't. And it's because, again, the liberal establishment has taken over the education industrial complex. I mean, that's what's going on. Just like they twisted the bill in Florida, they called it the don't say gay bill, and it had nothing to do with that. It was, if you don't want your child to participate in this, then don't. If you want them, then sign this release form. It would be the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's. It would just be a funny play. Uh, it would never happen. I know it won't happen because we don't think that way on the right or in the middle. But yeah, it hurt just, just to watch the this media lose it. Right. Well, and as Brian says in the chat room, kids are going to be curious. I mean, you know, and and nothing is more preventable than that kind of than that kind of problem, right? I mean, this is you know, anytime you see one kid accidentally kills another kid with a handgun, it's because they've never been trained, they've never been taught, they've never been. I mean, it's all about that. You're you're 100 right. A little bit of training, a little bit of safety, goes along. Even if it was just Eddie Eagle, not a single gun in the classroom, not a single anything, just an Eddie Eagle type program, which was stop, don't touch, run away, tell an adult. I mean, that would be the thing to do. Well, we're of the generation that that was taught to us by our dads and our grandfathers. And, yep. You know, you couldn't wait to reach the age to go to hunter safety. Yeah, no, exactly. You always look forward to that. All right, my friend, we'll appreciate, appreciate you calling in. Merry Christmas to you. Have a good weekend. Appreciate it. I got one other call on here. I don't have a whole lot of time, but I will uh, quickly talk to them. Good morning, caller. Who's this? Yeah, hi, Mike. Brady from Las Vegas. Brady, I got about 40 seconds. What's on your mind? Oh, I was just wondering if you got any of uh, Trump's digital trading cards. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get any Trump digital trading cards. I I didn't think you did. I was wondering if you also got Vladimir Putin's coming out with some trading cards. I wonder if you got any of his. No, didn't get any of those. I'm not into the NFT scene, oh. so, yeah. 
Um, okay, I do have a Wayne Gretzky and and a couple of Roger Staubach rookie cards if you're interested. <laughs> I've never been one to collect cards or much of anything else, quite honestly, except for firearms. I'm there to collect firearms. That's about the only thing that I like to collect. I have I have several Russian antique Russian ones. Uh, Mosin Nagant, you might want a couple of them too. They went up tremendously in val- in value since Vlad took over the Ukraine. I love it. <laughs> you love it. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, Mosins have gone up a lot. I remember when you used to be able to buy them for seventy five bucks a piece. I should have bought crates of them at the time, but I was just like, oh, one is enough. Uh, but I should have bought several crates of them at the time. Thanks, Brady, for your call. Folks, we got to go. My phone is buzzing. It is uh, time for Willie Waffle. Uh, we're going to jump into it here. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. Here we go. Okay, uh, this is it. This is the final Willy Waffle interview for the year. The year. We're going to make it a good one. It's it's a two-parter. We're doing two segments. Uh, Willy Waffle, wafflemovies.com. Merry Christmas, my friend. Unlike all those other interviews this year, this one's going to be really good. This one's going to be uh, The other ones, forget them. They were all trash. This <laughs> They're is the all one. horrible. You waited we all year for this. We tried this time. <laughs> this, this time we actually did some prep. Um, it's uh, it's amazing. It's all seat of the pants. Uh, look, look, ma, no hands. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. So what we're going to do is we're going to do our just our normal segment. We're going to do that a little bit early here. We're going to do entertainment. We're going to do movies and and everything else. And uh, then we're just going to kind of cut loose in the uh, in the second one. Willie's got winners and losers for 2022. Winners and losers. Yeah. And I've got, are they, I've got the, are they segment? Are they really the, cause I, there's like several lists out there that are like the best 20 movies ever for Christmas, the 50 best movies of all time for Christmas. And I'm looking at these and I'm going, really? I mean, really? Uh, anyway, so are they really, uh, and, uh, winner and winners and losers. So we're going to be doing that. All right, Willie, uh, I'm going to shut my pie hole here. Uh, we got enter- entertainment news and it's going to start off with, uh, Taylor Swift. What? Again? I mean, this, I'm, I'm sick of hide. I'm sick of Taylor. I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and this is what really gets me. So you might remember, I remember, uh, a few weeks ago, maybe it was a few months ago, we were we were talking about how Taylor Swift seemed to be sending a wish out into the other, sending out a message that she wanted to direct. You know, she was doing interviews and she was promoting some movie. She has a little short, uh, short video. She had done at the Toronto film festival. And she said, why gee golly, I think it'd be fun to direct a movie. Well, watch out Morton Scorsese. It's happening. Searchlight pictures fell all over themselves, running to the phone, calling Taylor Swift and going, please, please, please direct for us. Please direct for us. Please direct for us. Yeah. Oh, you want to? Yeah, oh, oh, you oh. want to write it too? Okay, yeah, you can write it too. You can be the writer and the director. So yes, <laughs> she has signed an agreement to direct her own full-length feature film. And right now, out in LA, 
there are film school students who are just committing Harry Carey. At this oh, moment. I got it. I got it. You know, this has got to be well, it. <laughs> I, I guess it's kind of a smart thing on on Searchlight's part because we were talking last week about the Swifties, right? I mean, the Swifties are their are their fan oh, or groupie. This is an army. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, anything she makes is guaranteed to pay for itself at the box office, right? Plus, they get the prestige of having Taylor Swift do it, uh, and so it'll probably make money. So it's probably a smart thing on their part. But you're right; all those starving film directors who went to film school and are just trying to grind something out that somebody will look at are just screaming, why? You had it all, and now you want more. Why? See, this is why this would be a great movie idea. A pop star like Taylor Swift gets the opportunity to write and direct a movie, but secretly, it's the, it's the lower-level guy that's working in the background who did all the writing and all the yeah. directing and will anybody find out? Ooh. Okay. All See, right, well. I think that would be a great movie. Yeah. It'd be the expose. That'd be the expose. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be a film mocking itself. That would be interesting. Um, all right. Well, we missed it last week, but I guess we'll touch on it. And cause I don't understand this. Explain this to me, Willie. Um, okay. here in America, it seems like all the, all the, straight people all the all the regular joes and and janes out there they are, have some kind of obsession with the royals now i didn't I, I don't understand it because hey you know let's face it we fought a war 245 years ago <laughs> to kick those people's asses right off the thing and i'm just like i don't care about the royal i mean what what is it mm, I, just, I don't care but man this harry and megan thing is huge and and all this kind of stuff, and uh, and so now there's a, so now there's a there's a whole new thing on Netflix about. It. Oh, it's killing me. So yeah, that's right. You know, remember on Christmas Day we sailed across a frozen river to kill you in your sleep to prove to you we did not want royals running America. Right, right. And we and we would do it again. Yeah. But yeah, th- this whole thing really gets me. So yes, Harry and Meghan have a six part documentary series on netflix and uh, it has become and I, I i just can't even bring myself to say it it has become the biggest ever documentary series premiere on netflix the first three episodes logged 81.55 81.55 million hours of viewing in the first week who the hell is watching this thing? I mean, seriously. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, they, they just, you know, and we're, we're, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about this in our winners and losers segment. Oh, but good. Oh, just, good. Yeah. They are just such whiny people in this thing. And, and, and they are just, they are just unleashing a torrent of just of hack on the Royal family, telling all the tales out of school, making the Royal family look like the most evil people on the planet, ruining the true love that was there between Harry and Meghan. Oh man! Well, I, and it could wasn't there something like where Harry said, "I swear I won't, I won't trash talk any." And then it's like, "Let me tell you, there's six hours worth of me telling you about all this trash <laughs> right. talk." Yeah, uh, literally everything he's made money on in the past couple of years has been trashing his family. I, I again, I just don't understand the fascination with it. I mean, any you know, I just. And then, I mean, apparently, we love the gossip. Yeah, I we guess, love the I guess gossip. we love the gossip. But then I had to laugh because this story mm-hmm. out of England 
the Duke of Sussex pub in West London. Yes, yes, they decided yes. to tell the world what they thought about Harry and Meghan and the documentary series. They released a new beer in honor of the Harry and Meghan documentary series. Oh, tell me about this. It's called Harry's Bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. Oh, it gets it better. Is de- it gets- oh, yes. It is described as a weak beer with just 3.9% alcohol content. Oh, boom. Right there, baby. It's a weak beer. A we- you governor right here, some Harry's Bitter. It's a weak beer with only 3.9% alcohol. You'll and love what it. Really, what gets me is, you know, this guy is an army vet who did, what, two tours uh, in Afghanistan. I mean. And, and he just comes off like the biggest little whiner about his, his life and everything that's going wrong. And this beer is perfect for it. That's right. You drink it and you uh, spit it out. Oh, man. It's just, and, and you have to drink it warm. That's the worst part. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> all right. I do want to talk about some some uh, Henry Cavell stuff. But I want to get to, okay. real quick, more testosterone than should be allowed by law. Senna and, and Jason Momoa. Yes, if there were ever two big burly men that are just too burly manly for all of us, it's John Cena and Jason Momoa. But they have formed a friendship as they made the latest Fast and the Furious movie, and now they're teaming up for an over-the-top raunchy action comedy that will be called Killer Vacation. <laughs> and uh, the the studio is saying that that it will be in the spirit of movies like True Lies, yeah, dude, I'm there. Oh, I'm there. I'm I, there. I just rewatched. I'm there. I just rewatched True Lies for the first time in probably 15 years with my kids, and they loved it. And I was just like, "Oh, this movie is so good. Uh, I enjoyed it so much. It had. It was so. Forget about the suspension of disbelief, but it was so much fun. Uh, I would definitely watch me some Senna and Momoa together in a movie like that. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. Oh, and, and I just think they're both hilarious. Yeah. I think they're, they they both have like a good sense of humor about themselves. And just seeing that on the screen is going to be the kind of movie that I need to oh, yeah. have in Absolutely. my life. Uh, all right. So bad news for those of us who are huge fans of Henry Cavill. <laughs> Henry Cavill no. left The Witcher. He's left The Witcher, and in his announcement, I'm leaving The Witcher because I'm going to go become Superman again. And then today, or yesterday, he drops a Facebook post that says, Dear fans, I, I regret to inform you that even though I had approval to tell you that I was joining Superman prior to the thing, it's not going to work out, and I have to hang the cape up. And people are losing their minds. Dude got fired before he even got started. I know. Think about this. You know what this is? This is the equivalent of you interview for a job and you get it. You give your two weeks notice to your current employer. You know, you're walking out the door all proud. I got a new gig. I'm going to make more money. It's going to be a better place to work. And you show up and they go, yeah, we don't need you anymore. We fired you. Yeah. He said he had a conversation with James Gunn and something else. And I I don't know what's going on, but I I know that people are just like seriously irritated by it yeah what what's going on is is uh dc comics has realized that they are not capitalizing on the dc comics name and and stories the way that they hoped that they would when they first rolled out you know the the batman and and superman the, the the justice league all of it and james gunn has been brought in and and he's essentially restarting everything i mean they, they've essentially uh they've they've essentially told wonder woman and uh 
uh, Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins, the director. Hey, thanks for everything, but um, you're not going to be making another movie. They just told Henry Cavill, you just got fired as Superman. And uh, there's word out that they've also kind of told Jason Momoa, yeah, you know, we're we're probably done using you. And they want to they want to reboot the whole thing from the beginning. Uh, the rumor is they want to do a younger Superman, a Superman from the beginning uh, that they can then grow and have several movies. Uh, I don't know if they're going to use uh, the current uh, Batman that they have right now. Uh, you know, that'll be interesting to see if they try to work him into it. But it's just basically full slate uh, start over again. Well, it is James Gunn, uh, cares Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was a part of the Marvel Universe for many years and helped Kevin Feige and everything. So at least he's a guy who knows what's going on. So we'll, we'll have to see. Fingers crossed. We'll see it. Up. All right. We only got time before the break here for um, a couple of the movies. I want to talk about Avatar Wave Water. Um, only oh, God, be- yeah. Only because it's getting these reviews like amazing the 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 effects and the story. It's not like Oscar worthy, but it's a great story and people will enjoy it. What do you say? You know, I I, I started off believing that Avatar was going to be the biggest bomb of 2022, right? And I, and and I'm wrong. I'm willing to admit that now it's going to make like $170 million over the weekend. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that it's worth going to see because of exactly what you just touched upon. It is visually stunning. It is visually going to capture your imagination a lot like the first one did. You know, the first Avatar, you know, I thought was horrible, but man, that was some of the greatest 3D I've ever seen in my entire life. And here they've tried to, they've tried to build up the story a little bit more. I mean, we're really kind of picking up about 10 years after the events of the first movie. And uh, and we see Sam Worthington and, and we see Zoe Zaldana now. They're together. They have a family. They have kids. And it's time to fight off the evil human beings again. And they're going to do it for three and a half hours. Well, more like three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it looks, I mean, the world of Pandora looks like this environmental utopia i it just it comes to life in such a magical way i mean and and all this stuff where you know they've basically run off to the water regions of pandora and and we're, we're watching the water people and these visuals of people swimming through and moving through the water but like in that magical way with all sorts of creatures you've never seen before with with effects that you've never seen before it, it looks great it looks amazing there's no memorable dialogue. There's no like special moment. There's no moment that makes you go, wow, I'm going to remember that scene forever and ever. No, that's not there. So I'm going two and a half waffles. So, it's a movie experience. It's a spectacle, not necessarily yeah. a good story. Okay. All right. No, And, and you're going to get like two or three or four more of them. Uh, okay. over the next of few course, years. Of yeah. course you are. Uh, yeah. All right. This is the one that I've really been looking forward to. Netflix on the 23rd. Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. If you haven't seen Knives Out, you're missing out in a big way. Uh, Daniel Craig, back at it again. Give me the rundown here. Yeah, and, and you know, I love how these Knives Out are like a great, they're almost like a great homage to like a great Agatha Christie story. You know, it's like we have this group of people, a murder has has happened, and we have to figure out 
who has committed it. And and that's what Glass Onion is all about. You know, Daniel Craig uh, playing this, you know, eccentric, very well-known detective, you know, considered the greatest detective in the history of the world. And he's been invited to this tech billionaire's private island with this billionaire's friends. And, uh, you know, of course, a murder occurs. And now he's on the case. And And what I really like about it is there's almost like a mystery built within the mystery and when you see the movie you'll understand what i'm talking about and it's just full of all these great over-the-top characters i mean you've got ed norton is the billionaire just think of him as a, a dumber elon musk that's who he is okay you got janelle monet playing his spurned former business partner Mm, there's a suspect right there. Oh, right. and Kate Kate Hudson, the goofy former model. And, and you know, she's uh, kind of under Ed Norton's thumb, and we learn why. Oh, and Dave Bautista, the social media star wannabe. They're all just outrageous and goofy and silly, yet you get so involved in this very intricate mystery trying to figure out who did it, who's guilty. I'm telling you, I'm saying three waffles. It's oh. totally worth it. It streams on Netflix December 23rd. So what, next Friday? Yeah. Well, you, you can't slip me your password so I can get in and watch it early? I hate you. I'm just saying. No, they, they they burned. You know, so here's the deal. I don't know <laughs> if I've ever told you this. So a lot of times... I, I get I get a, I get a link to see these online, right? And it's like it's like a one time something, right? Like, like it's like you can watch this from beginning to end, and then it's over. You will never be able to access the link again. Burn, <laughs> burn after reading, right? Here you that's go. Right, that's right. right. All right. Little smoke rises from my laptop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, uh, Willie Waffle, wafflemovies.com. So three uh, waffles for glass onion. We're going to continue here in a, another segment. We're going to do winners and losers. And are they really? We're going to just chit-chat. It's up next. Willie Waffle, WaffleMovies.com. The Michael Luke Show. Common Sense. Liberty-based. Free thinking radio. Back with more right after this. It's the Michael Dukes Show. Bum, 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 bum. Why not take a quick break? Be right back. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the break right now. Willie Waffle is our guest. And Willie, since we, we, I mean, it's kind of weird because normally, I mean, we will talk over the end of the show, but usually we're not in the middle of a commercial break. Uh, but let's, you've still got these other two movies. So, I mean, I got no problem okay. talking about them. Uh, and then we can get prepped for the next segment uh, here. But... Uh, first, let's just get it out of the way. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. All right, now, put uh, remind me, this is Puss in Boots from the Shrek franchise, yes, right? Yes, but, but he's yes. got his own franchise, and this is like the seventh or something Puss in Boots movie or made-for-TV video or what. I mean, give me some, give me some background here. So, so yes, is Antonio Banderas is back as the infamous Puss in Boots, the swashbuckling, you know, uh, crazy man or crazy cat in this case. And, uh, and in this movie, he has used up eight of his nine lives and he's being pursued by the big bad wolf who is absolutely amazing, by the way. Uh, this guy, Wagner Mora, who plays the Big Bad Wolf, is the greatest, most intimidating villain I've seen in a kid's movie in a really long time. <laughs> and and so, you know, Puss in Boots doesn't want to, you know, doesn't want to exit this mortal coil, my friends. He knows he only has one life left, and he's sent off to a, a, 
horrible retirement home of sorts <laughs> where he just is not happy on any level. Oh. But there is one chance. He has an opportunity to find this this magical whatever it is to restore his lives and get back his true Puss in Boots personality. Ah, okay. I think I think what you said, the magical mulligan, I think, is what you were looking for. Yeah, it's the magical mulligan. mulligan. The magical mulligan that will restore his lost eight lives and he can return to swashbuckling. Uh, you know, I can't even, I think I watched the second Shrek. I know that I think there was a third one. I, I mean, I just kind of, I guess as my kids got older, it kind of lost its appeal. I enjoyed the first one. I enjoyed the second one from what I remember, but it's just like, uh, and I think, like I said, I think this is the they've made several Puss in Boots type things. So are they are they just milking it? Is this uh, is it actually got a good story? Is it unique? I, mean, I I had a lot of fun. I mean, I think Banderas has always been the perfect Puss in Boots. You know, like he's got the inflated ego. He's full of daring do. You know, and now you get to see this other side, the broken man that he has become, or the broken cat that he is right now everything he loves has been taken away from him he's wandering around like the best parts of his life are gone and he just doesn't know what to do with himself and he's a little ashamed of what he's become and it's funny to watch okay i i think also they do a great job bringing in these other fairy tale characters in a very skewed way so like goldilocks and the three bears are like a gang of thieves okay, oh, okay. And, you know, they're chasing after him little jack horner is a gangland boss oh, okay. right? all right yeah you know, i mean you you see so you have that kind of twisted take on it which i think is a lot of fun uh you know listen it's not going to be the greatest movie you've ever seen but I'm going two and a half waffles because it is just entertaining enough. I felt like the third act was really long. Like when they start chasing after this thing, it, it, it feels like it's way too much of the movie. I wanted to see more of Puss in Boots and his broken, just, you know, broken hearted, spiritual just, uh, delirium. You just like suffering. That's what you, you just like the suffering. I, will I understand s- it. Yeah, I understand you, it. I will say that, you know, the Shrek universe has always done a good job of like throwing like fairy tale characters and just being so skewed. Yep. Like it's from a whole different angle and you're like, oh man, ow, that hurts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so two and a half waffles for Puss in Boots. Yep, two and a half waffles. This is the one that I don't get. I love National Treasure. I love Nicolas Cage. I love both of those things together. They were fun, daring-do kind of adventure, swashbuckling movies. And instead of bringing back Nicolas Cage, who probably would work for pretty cheap, they (laughs) are rebooting this whole thing on uh, Disney+. Plus. With uh, uh, with a chick I've never heard of, who's now going to be she's going to be the Nicolas Cage character or facsimile thereof. We got about we got about ninety seconds. She wishes. Okay, I mean, because it's Disney Plus, they had to bring in a whole bunch of you know twenty somethings playing teenagers, right? Who are you know and 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 you know listen. She's so bland, okay? Uh, her name is Lizette Oliveira. You know, she's very pretty and bland. She'd be perfect for an acne product commercial. But, you know, as this Jess Valenzuela, this 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 uh, adventurer who's solving puzzles to try to uncover the truth about her family, and with, of course, the, the help of her friends, you know, it just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. It doesn't have the goofiness. It doesn't have the fun that I think the original series of well, the original two movies had. And, uh, you know, I think that the only thing that's really saving it is Catherine Zeta-Jones, who is a very good, solid, shadowy villain. Maybe she'll save it. I'm going one and a half waffles right now. That's too bad because, again, I I think that that was a brilliant movie. 
Now, yeah. Again, it wasn't Citizen Kane, but it was it was swashbuckling. It was enjoyable. Nicolas Cage was serious when he needed to be. He's joking when he needed to be. I I enjoy it. My kids still love watching it every now and then. So we'll have to. Uh, We'll have to get back into it, uh, uh, but a one and a half waffles. Yeah, I don't know as I'm going to waste my time on Disney Plus with uh, with that one. Uh, all right, we're 15 seconds from rejoining the radio right now, folks. So uh, make sure that you like and share, like and follow. I'm sorry, I haven't been paying att- haven't been paying attention to the chat room. Bad host. I apologize. I'm I'm in it with Willie now. We're going to finish this up. Here we go. The Michael Luke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. I forgot to hit the bell again. All right. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, it's just to remind me that I'm coming back on the air. Uh, Willie Waffle, WaffleMovies.com. He's still with us. Yep, that's right. We just finished up the first segment. <coughs> now we're going into the second segment. And, Willie, I guess we'll start with yours, and, and I'll fill in at the end with whatever we got to talk about. You are going to – you. He, he did some homework, folks. It's hard to believe, right? It's like I, I don't actually pay him. But, you know, it's uh, <laughs> winners and losers for 2022. So you got, like, the, the highs and the lows of all these movies and everything else. Uh, so take it away, Mr. Waffle. Let's uh, let's hit it. You know, when I think about winners in 2022, I think about somebody who did something that nobody thought was going to be possible again. I'm looking at you, Tom Cruise. That's right. <laughs> he brought people back to the movie theaters, and it wasn't because he was a Marvel superstar, although he is an action hero in his own way. Right. But, you know, when, when I, I mean, Tom Cruise just had the greatest year this year i mean top gun maverick was supposed to come out you know before the pandemic it was supposed to be you know oh here we go again we're gonna make a sequel of something that we loved years and years ago and it got delayed and it got delayed and there was questions about whether or not we'd go on to like netflix and tom cruise said no this movie was made for the big screen and i tell you right now the people will come out if they see the Top Gun Maverick is in the movie theaters. And by golly, he was right. It sets all sorts of records. It's it's just clearly one of the biggest movies of the year. And Tom Cruise may even be looking at a possible Oscar nomination for Best Picture. Wow. Because it just captured so many people's you know just emotions. It captured everybody's excitement. It was a fun, fun movie at a time where in our world, we needed a fun movie just to go see and enjoy. Yeah, I could see it. Congratulations! Being like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's gonna. I think it's. I think it's gonna be. I still haven't seen it. Uh, so okay. I, I feel bad about it. I'm waiting for it to hit the stream. I guess because I just. I'm still not going to the movie theater. Well, that that's gonna be uh, you know the 23rd on Paramount Plus. Unless you want to rent it ahead of time, you can rent it uh, via streaming via, okay. via like uh, you know the, the typical video on demand places. Well, but I, yeah, Paramount I, Plus. I can wait. I got Paramount Plus. Why? Because I was watching okay. Yellowstone. That's why. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's one of the winners. I would say probably one of the other winners. It, it hasn't. I mean, but Avatar, right? I mean, you thought this was going to be a bomb and a stinker, but here it is: 170 million projected for opening weekend this weekend. That's pretty good, you know? Yeah, I put James Cameron on my list of winners. Yes, I did. Because much like Tom Cruise, he has shown us that we are all wrong. You know, oh, yeah, (laughs) they're going to make Avatar again. The first one came out like years ago. The only thing it had going for it was 3D. Nobody remembers that movie. Everybody went to see it. Then they forgot about it. These are all things I said. 
and things that I was so wrong about. And 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 James Cameron had the idea that he's going to expand this universe. It's going to be like his own personal, you know, uh, uh, Avengers. And we're going to have like four or five more of these movies. And he's going to make just billions upon billions of dollars. And 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 I just I sit here and I go, I'm sorry, I was totally wrong. You're totally wrong. Well, my wife would tell you, get used to it because she thinks you're wrong all the time. Anyway, so that's <laughs> fine. Laugh. All right. So Tom Cruise, James Cameron, who else is on the winner list for winners and losers this year? Eddie Munson from Stranger Things 4. Oh, oh, it's true. It's true. Yes. Eddie Munson is like, <laughs> I mean, he, that was such a, people were so shocked and uh, he just developed a bit of a cult following. He really did. You know, when, when Stranger Things uh, first premiered, obviously we were all excited about seeing our favorite characters returning. And, you know, we wanted to see what was going to happen to them. How were they going to take on evil? How were they going to win this time? And there was this guy who showed up in the first episode, Eddie Munson. And he just stole the show. You know, the, the leader of the of the Dungeons and Dragons group. You know, the guy who mocks all the popular and pretty people in the high school. Right. One of the outsiders. One of the guys that you think is supposed to be a loser. And it turns out he's the greatest hero Stranger Things has ever known. I, it's serious. You know, when you yeah. first see him in that first episode, you're not quite sure. Is he a good guy or a bad guy, right? I right. mean, it's this, it's this amorphous <laughs> thing. Like, is he? You know, but as it goes on, you realize, man, this guy is. And it does. It is. It is. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It makes me want to watch the whole season all over again. So good. Eddie Munson, winner of uh, of uh, of the year on that one as well. Okay. Uh, so you got any more on the winners? Or are we going to the losers? Yeah. I've got a winner here. It's going to be a controversial winner. I don't think people are going to be very happy when I say this. Okay. Winners of 2022, Harry and Meghan. Shut up, they, man. They, Shut up. They got, they got everything they wanted, man. Think about it. They 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 left behind the, the, the royal family. They set off to Hollywood for fame and fortune, and they got it. They're getting millions of dollars to tell these horrible, stupid, insipid stories that I don't even believe. They're they're all over television. Everybody's talking about them. They wanted a chance to just sling mud at the royal family and trash their name, and they got it. Harry and Meghan, congratulations, you won. But that means we're going on to our losers. And right at the top of the list of losers, Harry and Meghan. I okay. love it. I love it. You you little whiny opportunistic just family betraying losers okay yeah you got your hollywood fame and fortune at what price and how long is it gonna last you don't have any more stories to tell you don't have any more books to sell yeah. and oh by the way when your daddy gets made the king next year guess who's not even gonna be allowed in the country for the ceremony yeah it's yep. over buddy and and dude if you break up with, with Meghan Markle, and I'm putting that at 50-50 odds, you're going to have to go crawling back to your family hat in hand and go, I, I know I know, I, I like threw the crown at you and said I didn't need your money and I didn't need your fame and I didn't need the job, but I was wrong. Yeah. And, 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 and both Harry, or both Charles and William are just going to go, too bad sucker man uh you know what <clears throat> he better be smart with his money is all i'm saying right now you better well, be smart with your money they better be and and i'm worried that they're not and here, here's the thing that really gets me and this was the biggest reason i put them on the losers list okay in the documentary harry talks about 
how one of the best times of his life was living in Botswana down in South Africa and how he got away from all the paparazzi and all the pressure and all the attention and he loved it. And I'm thinking, dude, you could freaking do that right now. You and your wife who supposedly hate all that attention could be going down to Botswana and living a nice quiet life in love with each other. But no, you went to Hollywood. You got a house. You live in Tyler Perry's house. You're friends with Oprah. You're trying to be Hollywood famous. Yeah. You yeah. are full of it. You are yeah. full of it. I smell some disingenuousness there. All right. Oh, yes. All right. Number two on the loser list for 2022. It's it's hard not to put him on here. Hi, Kanye West. How you doing? Hi, yay. Hi, yay. <laughs> yeah. You crazy, oh my crazy. God. I mean, yeah. Honest to God, I can't remember a bigger fall from grace that's happened like from that high and this fast. I mean, granted, Kanye West has had his moments over the years, and there have been times when people have questioned his sanity. I'll give you that. But the meltdown that we've seen in 2022 from, you know, divorcing Kim Kardashian, which, you know, normally I would applaud, to the way he, like, attacked her boyfriend, Pete Davidson, to the way he started talking about how he admires Hitler and he lost all of his contracts and nobody's going to buy his music anymore and nobody's going to buy his sneakers anymore. And, and I mean, even Donald Trump's looking at him going, dude, you are crazy. I don't think I could have you around me. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. No, I, and you're right. Biggest loser. That's uh, it for sure. Uh, all right, number three. I'm going with movie theaters. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, too soon. Movie too theaters, soon. and yeah, and 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 one of the one of the winners that we didn't talk about the streamers. Let's oh, talk yeah. about them together. You know, let's face it, you know, Netflix right now, boy, wouldn't you love to be working at Netflix? I mean, they have all the hottest, uh, you know, pop culture, uh, pop culture influencing uh, series between Stranger Things and Squid Games. Now they've got Wednesday. Uh, they even have that stupid documentary we were talking about. I mean, they are on top of the world. Disney Plus is catching up in subscribers. Hulu is moving forward. Apple might get the NFL package next year. You know, anybody who 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 has DirecTV and gets the Sunday ticket, well, we're all getting Apple next year. We're going to watch it on our computers. And then there's movie theaters, which you know, yeah, when they have a Marvel movie, when they have a Top Gun, when they have an Avatar, they do great. Let me tell you where they're not doing great everywhere else okay all the smaller movies that they that, that were really their bread and butter uh you know and i'm, I'm looking at like the oscar movies right like, you know those would run for weeks and weeks from like late october into november december yep. january yep. you know they they would they might be in a small little theater but darn it those movie theaters were getting all the ticket money and they were happy to run them forever and ever and and they were happy to run all these talked about movies at a time when maybe movies weren't all that big like you know you don't get a lot of superhero movies coming out in january right right and and that all dried up you 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 saw in august they had one of the worst months ever in in november around thanksgiving this is one of the worst thanksgivings that they've ever had i mean movie theaters right now are trying to figure out how can we pay tom cruise to make blockbusters every month to save us (laughs) right exactly that's what they're looking for uh all right you got another quick one or are you out of time here I will say um, 
of all the streamers, there is one loser, and its name is HBO Max, oh, which yeah. is going away, people. They are stripping all the product off of it, like all these like Westworld gone, and like they're not even like you know housing like the 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 the, the archives of these shows anymore. Uh, they're going to be merged into D- Discovery Plus. They got rid of their Batgirl movie, HBO Max. Farewell, my friends. We thought you were going to be a big deal. It didn't work out. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we're down to the last minute here, unfortunately. So I'm not going to be able to get to all of them. Uh, in fact, we'll do a we'll do a couple here after the break in the in the end in the end of the show here. But uh, Willie, I just want to say uh, what an amazing year it's been to uh, hang out with you, and uh, it's it's been fun, man. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on board and sharing joy and cheer. I know some of the listeners don't get it because they're all about politics, but there's more to life than politics. Well, thank you. I I enjoy it. I look forward to this every week. And, uh, you know, I I hope we can keep doing it for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. Well, as long as you you keep doing it for free, we're fine. It's uh, okay. (laughs) The second you start charging me, I'm going to have a problem. That's right. Don't raise your standards. That's right. Don't raise your standards. And you don't raise your rates. That's all I'm saying. That's right. Willie Waffle, wafflemovies.com. My friend, thank you so much. Hold on the hold on line here. We'll do some after show stuff. Okay. Folks, folks, we're out of time. We got, uh, no, I, I just, I'm out of time. I got to go. Have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you on Monday. Don't forget to sign up for your bivy stick. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Okay, my friend. Um, so... Let me, let me do the let me do the thing. I we I don't we don't, I don't want to take a bunch of your time here, uh, but I I will say that I'm just going to rush you through a couple of these. You can give okay. me you can give me your thoughts on this, right? Okay. So I was going through these lists of favorite Christmas movies because next week it's going to be no politics. We're going to be talking about you know all these movies and everything else. Um, and so I'm going through some of these lists like okay, what do other people think are like the top Christmas movies? And I got to be honest, some of these movies. I mean, first of all, some of these movies I've never ever heard of. Uh, like um, a movie called Arthur Christmas. Never heard of it, right? Oh, God, with the little mouse? Apparently. Again, I've the- never... James McAvoy and Jim Broadbent are, are voicing this animated thing about, uh, I, you know, I never heard of it. I, you know, is it a Christmas movie if you've never heard of it? I, I guess. I, but- I, I have to agree. If, if I do not see it on TBS time after time after time from Thanksgiving Day until Christmas Day... How popular could it really be? Yeah, I mean, I so I mean, I, I understand you're trying to fill out a list of you know 50 best movies, but seriously, uh, the other one uh, that ca- really caught my attention was Christmas Evil, which is before Silent Night, <laughs> Deadly Night. There was Christmas Evil from 1980s, oh my God. Uh, and I'm like, what? Wh- I just don't understand, you know. Well, you know, because they wanted to sound like they were hip and cool, and yeah. they and they, they 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 wanted to appeal to those 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 people who just like you know. They, they're a little bit anti antisocial, and and they revel right. in something that's completely the opposite of what we think Christmas could be. You know what? You have a new movie for that. It's called Violent Night, and it's hilarious. Right, right, exactly. Yes. Well, and how does that movie, which they have ranked at number, uh, what they have ranked at number thirty out of fifty movies, right? It's the thirty. Uh, mm-hmm. How how are they ranking that one before White Christmas, which they have ranked at thirty seven? I mean. What? Oh my God! How, how do you how do you even what? 
Yeah, I, I and let's face it, Violent Night has only been alive in our life for what, like three, four, five weeks. You know, if you're going to be one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time, you got to have a little bit of history. You got to have a little yeah. bit of staying power. Right. Okay, White White Christmas. That's lasted a pretty darn long yeah. time. Well, and, and I got further down, and then they're like, lethal weapon. Well, that's not a – I mean, a Die Hard I get. It's all about a Christmas party gone wrong and yada, yada, ho, ho, ho. I've got the explosives. Lethal weapon is like – I mean, yeah. what? <laughs> Someone just happens to be wearing a Santa hat in Lethal Weapon, that, it's, and now it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? I mean, and they put Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the claymation thing. The Bass, Rus- Ruskin and Bass thing. That's, oh, no, those that's, are great. That's all the way down at number 48 out of 50. Number 48? Uh, how do you, I mean, what, yeah, dude, okay. Uh, what was the other one I was going to, I was going to chat, I was going to talk about, you know, uh, uh, what was, there was another one here. Uh, there's a lot of them. I'm scrolling through them all quickly here. Um, that was Arthur Chris. Trading Places, great movie. Right. But again, just because they wore a Santa Claus outfit at one time yeah, doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Remember, a Christmas movie has to say a little something about the season and about the spirit yeah. and about our lives. Okay. Right. And 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 even Die Hard, it's all about a man who's just trying to help his family. I will okay. say, oh, in and in, in Bruges, again, another great but I no, I'm a not great a, movie. Uh, great but movie. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh I will say they did get a few of them right. Uh a Muppet Christmas Carol. Which I think oh. is one of the greatest Christmas movies we watch yes. it every year. My favorite, yeah. my favorite. My wife posted a meme the other day because you know Michael Michael Caine is just he's such an amazing actor, and uh, they, she, he post she posted this meme that said director. Okay, so it's a Christmas Carol, but with Muppets. Uh, you know, so feel free to have a little fun with it. Be a little silly. Michael Caine says, mm, "I'm going to play this entire thing as serious as a car crash," and I'm. T- <laughs> And that's the way it is, right? I mean, this is a Muppet movie, but he's playing this whole thing straight like he's going for an Oscar. And it just, it's that juxtaposition that just is so great. That's uh, what you need, though, to yeah. make it work. Oh, definitely yeah. a top movie. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street, yes. Scrooged, I would say yes. I, I enjoyed yeah. that. Batman Returns, not getting that at all. Uh, why do they keep putting oh. Charlie Brown in these? Have I told you how much <laughs> I hate Charlie well, Brown? I mean, you I. You hate the Charlie I Brown Christmas hate special? I will not watch Charlie Brown. If Charlie Brown is on, oh I will God. leave the room. You can blame it on my oh. parents, I guess. I don't know. I just I was gonna say who hurt you as a child. I, I, just, that, that. <laughs> I don't know. But they did get it right. Die Hard is number two, and number one, it's a wonderful life. Of I course. you know, of course. It, of course. It's, it's the classic Christmas man, movie of all time. So many good movies. But yeah, some of these movies I'm just like Batman. Re- the well, the thing the gremlins the I I just don't uh, some of it yeah. you know I mean, what, is Elf on there Elf's got it Elf is yeah Elf is Elf, uh, is, Elf is actually number four they have gre- yes. gremlins at number three I mean what uh you know Bad Santa no. is number five ahead yeah. of Home Alone I mean what okay not it's not ahead of Home Alone but Bad Santa's on the list okay and a, <laughs> and a Christmas Story Edward Scissorhands Kiss Kiss Bang Bang which I've never seen Robert oh Dungeon. it's a, that is not a good movie at all but don't let anybody convince you that's a good movie there, wait a second. <laughs> Uh, there are small time crook Robert Downey Jr. hits Hollywood in this witty crime comedy featuring a memorable turn from Val Kimmler as a private eye hired to give the wannabe actor background for a role. There are many complications as belly laughs while Michelle Monaghan puts in a, a breakout turn in a sexy Santa costume. That's what qualifies it for Christmas is the sexy Santa costume. I mean, come on. I will say that was a good scene. <laughs> <laughs> 
You are so going to hell. Uh, I am. Uh, yeah, I already no. got my ticket, baby. 50, 50 <laughs> movies, though, and about a third of them are like, I've either never heard of them or they are absolutely, positively you know, not Christmas movies. You know what it is? It, it's that it's A, we don't know enough Christmas movies to make a list of 50, and B, we want to put some stuff on there to create some buzz and to get people talking. Yeah. So let's put some movies on there that'll make people debate if it's a Christmas movie. It's crazy. All right, Willie Waffle, <laughs> wafflemovies.com. Hey, buddy. Um, it's good to yeah. see you. Good to hear you. Good to see your voice, see your face. You know what I mean. It's good. It's good. Uh, Merry Christmas, my friend. I won't see you till after the New Year. So Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And I hope you, uh, I hope you get everything you want under the tree. All that coal. Oh, I, you know that. Well, the coal will keep me warm on my yes. to hell. Coal, like your bitter, <laughs> bitter little heart. It'll be fine. <laughs> my bitter broken heart. <laughs> Three sizes too small. That's uh, right. All right, Willie, thanks for coming in. Folks, we're out of time. we got to go. We'll see you tomorrow. The Michael Dukes, or see you on Monday. Oh, shh, don't get me going. The Michael Dukes of Common Sense Radio. terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show